You are listening to episode 174 of This is Type 1. Today we're talking about minimum baselines and just some examples of what those are and how you can use them for type 1 diabetes. So first off, what are minimum baselines? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's really just whatever you consider your bare minimum, regardless of what it is in your life. So it could be exercise, food, diabetes, reading, life, just your day-to-day routines. Anything can have a bare minimum or a minimum baseline. And uh, some examples can include, for exercise, it'd be like going on a five-minute walk. That is your bare minimum or your minimum baseline. For creative pursuits like uh, writing, it could be minimum of 100 words a day. There is a program out there called uh, For the Words, like the number four and then thewords.com. And their minimum baseline to get a streak is 444 words. And they gamify that whole thing. So it's actually incredibly easy to hit 444 words when you're writing because you're battling monsters and stuff. But that's a really easy way to install a minimum baseline for writing, especially if that's what something you're interested in. Minimum baselines are really what you can do every single day, kind of long habit building, without missing a day or something that you might be okay with just missing one day occasionally. Jesse, do you have any thoughts on what minimum baselines are? Originally, I thought this was going to be like when you're burnt out and you're doing the bare minimum. But now that I know what a a minimum baseline is, it's definitely something that you can hold yourself to a standard of like, this is what it is. This is what my life is. This is the standard. What can I do to improve it? And then in days you're not feeling it and don't want to improve then that's your standard. That's just what you do on a day-to-day. And that definitely can help when you're in burnout is if you have a minimum baseline, that's what you return to to just keep things moving along. I think they're useful because it's really based on habit building and there's a ton of different habit books out there. There's The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Those are two, two of my favorites. But minimum baselines are just those little things that you do every day that build a habit until it's just something you do on automatic, on autopilot. They build that foundation for if you want to increase things. So with the exercise example, if your minimum is five minutes a day, once that's easy and natural and a habit to you, you can start increasing that. And you could technically increase your minimum baseline if you wanted, but you could always just keep it at like five minutes. So you know that when you have a really rough day or something like just knocks you kind of off your feet, if five minutes is your baseline, you could just do that and feel like you accomplished something. And that leads me to my next point, which is uh, having those minimum baselines lets you have a sense of accomplishment when you do it because you're feeling, oh, I got this done. I can check this box off, uh, especially if you're somebody like me who likes checking off the boxes on the habits. Or if you're also like me and you check off, you like uh, writing down the to-do that you already did just so you can check it off or, or scratch through it, giving yourself that sense of accomplishment, it's, it's nice to have that when you have a minimum baseline and you can just put that onto your uh, to-do list and just check it off. It's kind of kind of nice. And like we already said, it's just something to fall back on, especially if you're su- super stressed out, if you're going into burnout, just something that you can lean on in times of uh, high stress. Some examples for diabetes specific, checking when you wake up, before meals, and before bed. And if that's all you do during the day, even if you're on a CGM, that can be your minimum baseline. It can mean pre-bolusing no matter what. 
And I know a lot of diabetics have issues remembering <laughs> to pre-bolus, myself included, just because we tend to go into meals and then start eating and then remember that we should have bolused for it ahead of time. And sometimes pre-bolusing can feel difficult, especially if you're in a restaurant and you don't know how long it's going to take for the meal to get there. But you could always have a rule for yourself that you're going to pre-bolus unless, and then give yourself some kind of exception for it. So you can build all sorts of qualifiers or whatever that you want into these minimum baselines, including exceptions. So don't feel like you are restricted by having these just because it's a rule that you set for every day you need to follow it. You can build whatever you want into it. It can be completely flexible. You can do whatever you want. You are an adult, hopefully, if you're listening to this. More examples are morning and evening routines. I think whether we realize it or not, we all have some sort of morning or evening routine, even if it's not on purpose. Sometimes they feel haphazard and rushed and disorganized, but in, in other times they feel more calm and centered and purposeful. And the difference is how you go into it and how you set that up ahead of time and how you intend to do things. Because we all get up and like, get out of bed, take a shower, all that stuff. But not all of us will take the time to read the Bible, to journal, to self-coach, to spend time writing. And I'm just listing some of the stuff that I do during, during my morning routines. But if you have a minimum baseline for what you want to do in the morning and the evening, even if it's as simple as I'm going to brush my teeth, wash my face, and get in bed, that can be your minimum baseline. That's kind of what mine is, is evening routine. Those three things, I'm good. I already talked about exercising for five minutes a day, but that one is the next on my list of examples. And if we're looking for like a, a food one, if you're worried about your diet and you want to have a minimum baseline for your food, then an example rule you could have for yourself is just always having at least one vegetable. And honestly, that could be like a single sprig of carrot or whatever. <laughs> like a single broccoli, a single carrot, a single whatever is like one vegetable. That's your minimum baseline. Like make it as small as you need it to be. All right. And then doing like five minutes of breathing just in a whole day. Like it's there's 24 hours. You can do it right before bed. Honestly, I do this before bed is I'll just like lay there and just breathe. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep. And it's awesome. But just like thinking about like, how am I breathing right now? Or like even in class, just being like, I'm breathing really, really slowly. I wonder if I'm tired. I'm going to fall asleep because my professor is really monotone, probably. And just like that five minutes of self-reflection every now and then, or like just once a day. It doesn't even have to be like, I'm going to do this every night before I go to sleep. At some point during the day, just do like, how am I feeling in this moment? And what's my breath like? I should increase my breathing just slightly or go walk to the hallway and back because he's drowning on and I'm going to fall asleep. If you find yourself struggling to come up with some kind of trigger to remember to do that, you can do what uh, BJ Fogg calls habit stacking. So you pick something you already do on a regular basis and then stack that other habit on top of it. Yeah, that's always really smart. And you can do a lot of those things like with your morning routine too, of what Colleen was mentioning earlier. And that's a really good place to like kind of habit stack a little bit too. So this is my personal fit. This is one that I do that I wrote down is singing at least one really awesome car song on my way to work or school. Meaning I put on a song that like fits the vibe for the day and I just like sing to it every single day, either on my way home, on my way to the store, on the way to work, on my way to practice. I'm always going somewhere and doing something. And this is just like one little mood booster that I can do every single day that makes me feel great. 
And sometimes, you know, you can stack on that and do like three or four songs if your commute's long enough. And then you have, then you're totally set for the rest of the day. That just made me think that something I've been uh, thinking about doing is having like, like a daily goal to laugh at least once a day. Because kids will laugh all the time, just unrestrained. And as adults, we just tend to not laugh that much. Mm-hmm. And so like making it some kind of little baseline goal to laugh every single day. I mean, I can usually rely on my husband to make me laugh, but I mean, there's some things we can do. We can go watch funny cat videos. We can look at funny pictures of our cats. We can remember a good joke that we may have accidentally told. <laughs> just different stuff like that. Just doing the homework that's due the next day. I know for like college kids, that's usually what we end up doing. And then Sundays we get all of last week's homework and all of next week's homework started or done. So just doing either the bare, just 20 minutes of studying and then just doing what's due the next day is always awesome too. And on the, on the work side, since Jesse talked about college, setting up your day before you start work, like the, what is it called? The focus on this podcast from Michael Hyatt and company, they do the full focus planner and all that kind of stuff. They talk about morning rituals and evening rituals and then workday startup and workday shutdown. So having a certain th- a list of things that you do when you before you start work and then a certain list of things that you do before you end work to review the day, set yourself up for success for tomorrow, basically like evaluate things and see if you need to change things around in your schedule. Having something like that in your routine can really help with your overall mental health because then you end up not stressing as much as you otherwise would if you leave work and then forget about something that you were supposed to do. So that's a work example for a minimum baseline. And the point of this is not to hit 100% all the time. It's to have some place to fall back on that you feel good about yourself with. So if you don't do it 100%, if you miss some days, if whatever, don't judge yourself. Don't get mad about it. Unless that judgment or that anger at whatever leads to some kind of positive change that you want to have in your life. So like most often people will get, I think, discouraged by setting these minimum baseline goals, then feeling like a failure when you can't meet them or if you don't meet them. So it's like setting your goal too high. And that just means that, that like there's nothing wrong with you. It just means your minimum baseline needs to be smaller. I mean, for people like me, we're a little bit overachievers. We tend to set higher (laughs) minimum baselines and then be like, oh, I should have gotten that. But that just means we need to set those baselines a little little lower. A good analogy for this is think of like when you're going into the gym for the first time ever, you're not going to put two plates on a squat rack and just immediately pound out like five reps and then another set. You know, you're just ease into it. You start with the bar and then you add more weight to it. That's just what we're talking about here with this is like, you're just starting with your bar and then you're just going to add more to it later if you want to. And the later does not have a specific time associated with it. It's going to be a different time for everybody. So don't set yourself a deadline to increase those weights or to increase your baselines because it's going to be different for everyone. And if you get to that deadline and you feel like you're not ready to increase it, that can just introduce more feelings of like shame and resentment and just guilt and stuff like that, that we don't want to go into. So be kind to yourself. uh, Like we talked about last episode, be kind to yourself. And maybe we didn't talk about it last episode. I don't even remember at this point, but with minimum baselines, just yeah, be kind with yourself. Don't 
don't slip into the self-judgment. All right. Now it is your turn. Set your minimum baselines. And if you want to check out what others are doing for this, you can join the Half Dead Pancreas Club on Discord by visiting inspiredforward.com slash community. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.